Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined by Mike Munstrider and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. We've got a lot of new pros, teams on the move, contests, and more. So we're doing a little news roundup this week. So Jason, what's, uh, what's the news that you're thinking about this week? Well, there's really no debate now. I mean, Richmond is the skate mecca of uh, the world because John Rowe, local boy, is professional for quasi-skateboarders. I mean, this was a, I'm down at the Outer Banks right now, but, you know, up in Richmond, this was the biggest news for a while. The shop did that thing where they had that whole, uh, like, the whole boardwall was his pro model. And they had a quasi-video premiere. And, I mean, like, right now, like, quasi is to Richmond as world was to SF in, like, 1992, like, to have the whole region locked down like there's that kid daniel robinall who may or may not be full in now i don't know there's i think that kid jason nam from dc is like on the program as well so yeah john Rowe going pro was uh definitely the biggest news around these parts uh mike how about you i mean i'll just say like real quick i love it when a certain brand just gets an area on lockdown when it's like we sponsor all your dudes yeah. so so you should also be hyped on us because like early 2000s, Clint Peterson, Steven Esser, Seth McCollum were all on Consolidated. And like this was a consolidated town and it was super cool just because I don't know, you buy two dozen of those decks and every single one's moving out the door. Like, yeah, it's like it's like uh, something to take pride in, you know? Yeah, and, and I don't know, it just builds like, I don't know, easy and organic support, which I back. I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a no brainer in a lot of ways. All right, all the guys from our zone ride for Quasi. Shit, I'd even buy one of those Quasi boards if that was the case around here. Like, that's dope. With my well documented skepticism. Um, what am I? I'm 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 into. I almost said stoked on and in the show like four minutes in, if even. Um, Patrick Preman. That video part was super good. He skates fast. I'm going to rely on my notes real quick. He's a classic heel flipper. He's got interesting legs. And yet, as like a skinny dude, he's got a lot of power. Those things ring true with you, Templeton? Yeah, I think so. He's like he's like the second coming of Trevor Colden. Uh, which I always like Trevor Colden. Like he's a Virginia Virginia Beach dude. And like I'd, I'd like skated with him a few times when he was very young. So like I, I'm, I'm down for Trevor Colden. I'm down for Patrick... Patrick Promen, who also is a Virginia guy, right? Where is he from? Like Northern Nova, somewhere up there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so Virginia guy. Shit, good week for Virginia with John Rowe and Patrick Promen going pro. Uh, the the yeah, pro this... nod. Oh, go ahead, Jason. Oh, no, I was real quick about Patrick Promen. Like, he has a really uh, distinctive backside nollie heel flip. Mm-hmm. Like, he catches it super late, but it's still really powerful. Like, no one really does him like that. Real quick about this part, backside nose one on the electrical box was crazy. That has uh, extremely high potential for a catastrophe. Song wasn't really my cup of tea though, but that's just me. Like um, I'm more into the aggro side of things. Right. I mean, we we saw what what a electric box could do to rally. So it's a dude, you know, yeah, scary uh, obstacle. Yeah, my buddy Dan hung on. I think he was trying to switch backside fifty fifty. Hung on it and just like. I don't think he tacoed his wrist, but he distinctively broke it in just like a, a slam that's in the Weekend Warriors video intro. Yikes. Link Those are scary. Show notes if you want to see that kind of thing. 
uh, I think for me, the the pro nod that I was most uh, excited about was the Sarah Mirle for weekend. I feel like that's that's a long overdue pro nod. I feel like she was pro for Poetic Collective, but I'm I'm like a long long time Sarah fan and might even buy her board if it's the right size, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I've skated the same anti-hero Gray Eagle for so many boards in a row, like kind of hard to, yeah. to switch. That could be a leap because I I think those weekends might be a distinctively different shape of skateboard then haven't stood on an anti-hero for a, for a little while but it feels like that might be a change yeah now I'm, now I'm a little a little scared i'll have to go to a shop and try one out but speaking of anti-hero joe buffalo got got a guest nod from anti-hero first guest board ever how, how are we feeling about that yeah this is pretty awesome i um i really no, knew nothing about Joe Buffalo and his story uh, coming into this week, but watched the video, read the whole interview on um, the Thrasher website. Don't know if it's in the, ma- it might be in like the upcoming magazine, the one with John Shanahan, which I haven't gotten yet. But anyway, yeah, I mean, this guy is pretty much like a tireless like fighter for, um, you know, indigenous peoples in, in Canada, shit like that. The, uh, the graphic itself is super gnarly. It's like, if you haven't seen it, it's like a bunch of, you know, uh, indigenous people, warriors, and they're driving a bunch of like Canadian Mounties, like off a cliff, like with their horses and shit. It's super gnarly. So yeah, I'm definitely a fan of this one. I'm kind of just catching up as Jason recalls it, but I did see that board graphic and I was like, whoa, serious shit. I think it serves anti-hero well to do serious shit like that. Probably is, you know, it is a good thing in terms of, uh, being real about, real issues yeah it's interesting like you wouldn't think of anti-hero you know 20 years ago or whatever shit that came out a lot longer than 20 years ago but like in the beginning you wouldn't have thought that the dudes who are puking on each other and fucktards were gonna be like having the first openly gay pro or like big name pro and brian anderson and then like doing a board like this it's an interesting turn for anti-hero but still feels very on brand and still feels cool and not preachy or something like that. Yeah. Like trying the, too hard or whatever. Right. Yeah. It feels legit and feels real. Yeah. It's weird. Like when anti-hero came out, they're definitely kind of, and they, you know, they've had this like current for a while. They, they were definitely kind of like, you know, go, go lizard brain, whatever. But you know, they, ha- they were still kind of like, I don't want to say intellectual, but like, you know, Julian had that ad with like the saline, Journey to the center of the night. Hope that's hmm. a, that's the title. You know, add journey to the end of the night. Yeah, journey to the end of the night. Center of the night. And you know, they've had a bunch of like you know Bukowski type shit in terms of their design. So I think there's always been like a intellectual undercurrent in antiheroes graphics and you know art design things they fuck with. Yeah, I think I, I mean things like that graphic that we're talking about and or just trying to kind of piece together what the anti-hero arc is it seems like it does make sense agreed and it actually seems like a like a more coherent nowadays being kind of what pushing pushing the culture into you know dealing with more difficult truths like it's probably like a more uh a more perfect union so to speak when it comes to anti-hero like that potential was always there 
And you can, you know, just grunt and do frontside grinds if you just want <laughs> but like it is cool. I don't know. I never want to get stabbed in the back of the calf. Whoever got stabbed and then they're like sewing them up in the in the cow video. Shit. I forgot about that. I never watched yeah. those those early anti hero videos too much. You know, like a couple of viewings and then I was like, Okay, I need some ledges. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I don't think I've ever watched any of them all the way through i had i somehow like when i was cleaning out my video collection i somehow had two copies of cow and um the intro like montage of it was a brother lynch hung song that's like such gnarly content i don't even want to talk about it on this podcast (laughs) but it's like oh shit these dudes are these dudes and (laughs) yeah and then like after the brother lynch hung song I think I don't I don't know. I someone's sewing up someone because someone got stabbed in the back of the calf again, like right below the knee. And it's like, what the fuck are these dudes up to? And um, I don't know. I've, oh, I've heard, so for for people who haven't seen the video, what like did they give you context for the uh, for the wound? For the oh, wound I mean, it's, it's just like it's it's a it's a hotel room, bathroom or like better said motel room, bathroom and i don't know you know it's that high eight graininess on vhs so they're just like they're just doing ad hoc surgery and you're like Ugh. <laughs> i don't know it's not quite stacy lowry got- pressing the fucking um coagulated blood out of his hip like it's not that graphic it's pretty <laughs> pretty cut and dry you're yeah, like, I, gotta, oh, I gotta go back and watch that it sounds like like civil war battlefield surgery oh man like, like here's a here's a shot of whiskey like we're going in yeah like i don't want to over dramatize but i you know it it wouldn't surprise me if yeah they poured some some booze on there just to <laughs> sterilize it i don't think that happened but maybe it did maybe that happened off camera before they started rolling or something they they, they put a they put a piece of leather in homeboy's mouth so that they could sew up his his wound you know right. so he could grit his teeth on the leather <laughs> probably the the last but not least uh new pro or i don't know cory glick's not a new pro but just announced today he's on sci-fi fantasy which seems like a pretty uh interesting pickup for them like would would you think about that one i think you had the best take on it templeton in the group chat earlier today yeah i think sci-fi fantasy is playing Moneyball. you know they're they're picking up people who are under sponsored and giving them uh what what would we call getting on sci-fi fantasy like a a major upgrade ticket to yeah the big leagues? i mean yeah it's kind of an is an elite team it's got a lot of cachet yeah ex- exactly it has cachet there's a certain the for is it check it out there's a certain uh, mystique about the brand for sure so um yeah cory glick always for the last couple of foundation videos like he kind of seemed like you know, he was too good to be on that team. I don't know how else to say it, dude. Like, you know what I mean? It seemed like he, he was uh, killing it too hard to be on Foundation, which always seemed like a kind of, like, toy machine type company, but, like, uh, you know what I mean? Not as big time. But, like, but the last Foundation video was pretty dope. They, like, went a new direction and shit. Definitely fuck with that. But, uh, yeah, so Sci-Fi Fantasy has a squad. You got Jerry, Corey Glick, our boy Ryan. Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron. Quasi. Oh, they got that. They got that vlogger kid. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, and getting and a gifted hater is on flow on the flowgram. He's not fully on. Yeah. He seems fully on. Oh, okay. Then, then he might be fully on. I don't know. If he, yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty sick at skating. So, but yeah, like I, I really fuck with their whole like uh, you know '80s Japan art direction and shit. So yeah, there's something, man. If they get one more pro, like look out. Yeah, I mean, one more pro and a fucking sick ass full length with a full Jerry Street part, none of the skate park shit, Jerry. <laughs> then it'd be pretty awesome. I was just going to say, I, I was psyched to see, I was in the shop today, standing on sci-fi fantasy boards. Jerry's board, great shape, pointy, 825, flat. Ryan Lay's board, rounded nose, 8.1 decimals, but um, also flat. But the variation, the fact that they're like making the board, you know, selling the boards that the pros ride, that's pretty rad. You were saying, Jason. Oh, yeah. I mean, back to like the whole like undersponsored strategy. That's been a thing for a minute. Like even like Menace, like all those kids on Menace, like no one in the industry was really fucking with them that heavy. And like Kareem, like had the vision put them together, like boom, Menace, you know, even like Violet a little bit, like all those kids were kind of like F.A. adjacent, you know, Supreme adjacent and like uh, kind of put them all together. Boom, you know, so, so yeah, that's been a good strategy in terms of like team construction for a minute. Yeah, that re- it requires a vision, you know, because it's it's a lot easier to be like, oh, this established pro is the vibe that we're going for or whatever. But when you got the new kids, it's like, are these guys going to step up and be what I think that they're going to be? Or are they going to pile out or not reach the potential? So it's a little more of a risk, I guess. Random-ish. Eh, not that random. We were talking about it, but it came up at the shop today trying to figure out where things are going. Has the whole Supreme and, like, the Supreme team, and I know we just mentioned Violet, which is very Supreme adjacent and goes off a lot of the same formula. Has has some of the, has that, has the Supreme camp lost some juice as of late? Is it, you know, kind of splintering of FA a little bit and King and all that? Is is Are they now part of the normal cycle and they're not, like, the bleeding edge, but they're just, part of everything now i think that's a reasonable assessment i I feel like the key players are maybe a little distracted or they're they're i don't want to say distracted they're focused on other things you know tyshawn is focused on king strobik is focused on violet those are kind of the key players i guess right i will say i mean i always check the thursday drop at 11 o'clock because i'm a high beast but shit isn't moving as fast as it used to so take that for what it for what it's worth, but you know that kind of what I see for mine. In between Prem and Vans, VF Corp, but don't they also have like Eddie Bauer or some shit? It'll be fine. I think that was like kind of purposely erroneous on my part. I apologize. Don't forget Vanity Fair, the magazine. Oh, they got Vanity Fair. That, I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that what VF stands for? I don't think so. Oh, all right. I'm doing some internet rudimentary internet research here. All right, we got Vans, North Face, Timberland, Dickies, Ultra, Eastpac, Icebreaker, Jansport, Kipling. Jansport, back to school. It's back to school time. Yep. Go. Napapa Jiri. Never heard of that one. Smartwool and Supreme are their brands. Oh, it's not Vanity Fair. My bad. That's uh, Condé Nast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. A fantastic line. Yeah, yeah. Jansport's a tough one, man, because those backpacks last forever. 
yeah that's the problem with making durable stuff is like it's hard to keep customers you know i'm mad because two years ago two and a half three years ago now nobody knows bought my kid a backpack at target it was the sparkly one for kindergarten that shit fell apart after four months shit like I'm, I'm talking like a kindergartner is taking this backpack to school top loop you know the one that you put on the locker hook to hang it up that broke almost immediately and then one of the straps fell off damn just yeah just with those backpacks like, like my kids have had thousands of backpacks like the zipper always just fucked up like one year one of my kids like i don't know left like a yogurt in it like for all summer Whatever, like you know what I mean. Like they take yoga for snacky. Like left in there all summer. Like I had to burn it or something. <laughs> Backpacks is it's a racket, dude. It's a racket like everything else. It, it's but, worth it's worth buying a quality piece, especially when like yeah. high school or whatever. Like it's like if you play it right, you could have that backpack for the next twenty years or something. I I, I got the kid the Jansport, and I'm hoping she maintains that thing. Like I don't know. She can have it through eighth grade. Very versatile bag. For sure. Shout out to Jansport. Sponsor the pod if you want. Do, do a collab. Very mostly skate, apropos type Jan, collab. Jansport. Yeah, I think so. With a, uh, wait, you got to have like the Velcro board straps on the back. Man, if they could, yeah, yeah let's, let's, get the, let's get the backpack where you can, you know, ride a bike pretty well with a board strap to the bag and you don't have to put it through the straps. Yeah, my whole thing is the best way to carry a board is the, the board at an angle. Because if it's vertical and you're crouched, the board could like hit your head. Yep. And if it's completely horizontal, then you're much wider than you need to be and you can't squeeze through small spaces. So And, and you hit your a, elbows on wait, it. That, yeah. Wait, that's a good idea. Yeah, carry edit, that at 45 that and that's the sweet wait, spot. Templeton, you got to edit that out. It's too good of an idea. <laughs> Dang. Board like a backpack with an angled strap. That is kind of too good. That's actually idea, good but, idea. Um, You know that could be our Jansport collab. Jansport, hit us up. I know you're listening. Where where should we go next? Um, a lot of tour travel videos? happening. What's that? Yeah, I said tour videos. We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's been kind of uh, a dearth, or no, a glut of travel videos recently. Uh, we had. Girl in Australia, Alzheimer's, <clears throat> Alzheimer's in Colombia, GX1000 in Mexico. Mike, do you think there's some like post-pandemic pent-up demand for to hit the road? I mean, I feel that in my personal life, so I'm sure that these skateboard brands are like, yeah, let's fucking go. I think the best of those three videos that we just mentioned, uh, GX1000 and CDMX, which I think I think they leaned on that for the print version of it gx cdmx whoa Mm -hmm. i get it yeah dude those guys were in the fucking cuts of mexico city because you know it's in like the the mexico valley and there's gonna be all sorts of like hilly zones and um i don't know i feel like one of the previous gx videos was a little slipshod in my mind in terms of like the editing was loose. The audio was messed up and peaked out. I, I don't know. That's my new pet project. Like, it drives me insane that these dudes don't know how to, you know, manage their audio either in camera or in post-production, neither here nor there, because that GX video in Mexico City didn't have peaking audio when people say, like, cheered or rode away from a trick and it was loud. Where's this uh, rant going? 
that video was awesome. And I forget how uh, anxiety-inducing that footage and that crew can be, just in terms of, like, at first I'm always, oh, yeah, found the ledge, and then you bomb a hill, and then you're like, oh, fuck, they're doing it again. This is so sick. I hate it. Wait a minute, but you know you know what these guys, like, MO is. You know if there's, like, a ledge trick, if they're going to follow it up with, like, a 2,000-foot hill bomb, you know? Yeah, I mean, I li- I, I forget that I like it. And then, you know, when, when, again, when the video is not distracting in terms of like its shortcomings, then it's just like, oh, this is, this is some of the best shit out there. Yeah. I feel like the Mexico-ness makes it so much more sketchy and gnarly. In the U.S., there's kind of like a, a respect for human life or rules and laws that there just doesn't seem to be in Mexico. So... Especially like traffic laws, you know, like you can expect that if there's a stop sign, people are going to stop in, in the United States or at least do a rolling stop. But I don't know. I feel like in Mexico, it's it's a little more, a little sketchy, a little more sketchy, which ups the gnarly yeah, factor. I, trick. I personally like the uh, Alzheimer's video the best out of all of these. And I'll tell you, I'm glad they made it back okay because I don't know if y'all have heard these stories about going to Colombia. Like allegedly, if you go to Columbia and and you talk to a nice young lady and she comes back to your Airbnb or your hotel, they drug you. And by the time you wake up, all your bank accounts are drained. She's like working with the team. So I'm glad uh, that didn't happen. You still have kidneys though. Yeah. 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 You still have kidneys. Um, I, I don't think they get into like the, uh, the organ organ death, just like, you know, your usual like money theft. But yeah, I mean, the lead spots in Columbia are really wild, dude like really good like spot porn like there's this one lead spot where like it has like these neon lights on the side of the building and they're like changing color and shit like that's really wild um yeah i love modern yeah. city night footage looks really sick yeah it's funny that columbia that you know everyone's like oh columbia third world but like dude that place looks more modern than definitely more modern than downtown richmond downtown richmond looks like a fucking uh you know vietnam dmz zone <laughs> What, what yeah, was it's interesting? It's historic. It's historic, man. Come on. Yeah, it's historic, but like just like the play, you know, Main Street where all the businesses are supposed to be. Like, dude, it sucks. <laughs> but I still love it though. Shout out Richmond. I, I watched the Alzheimer's video right after GX One Thousand, where those dudes were in like the cuts of Mexico City, and it, you know, it was very Latin America. Like, there's there's something about that like yellow that is the sidewalk paint yellow kind of the curb yellow, the danger yellow that's that's all over the place. Makes me think of Mexico. But, like, I know for sure that Alzheimer's were in Medellin and then not so sure if they were in other cities. But I was surprised just by, you know, it's like that extremely metropolitan Latin America that also exists out there. And that, that was cool because, I don't know, you, you think of Colombia and we probably have a, you know, a 20-year-old outlook or you know expectation of that place when it was just like drug wars and what was it what, what was the guerrilla group in Colombia forever uh shining pass oh. eta no i don't know if it's shining yeah, yeah. but you, you know it's like you know we're working on outdated assumptions about a place and then it's like oh you have this hyper modern ledge spot that looks amazing at night and that's Colombia for you so i thought that was cool and always, uh, Zared footage is all good. All of it. 
Yeah, Zara Zara's an old timer. Uh, for sure, no pun intended. Um, Double entendre. But yeah, South America is like so hot right now. Like, has anyone been to Bolivia? I was looking at a map and seeing which countries people hadn't been to yet. I don't think anyone's been to Uruguay or Paraguay or Bolivia. I don't know about Venezuela. I, f- I feel like I've seen something from Uruguay, like a Red Bull thing. And they've got yeah, like a yeah, pretty sounds, that sounds semi-familiar. pretty modern. Uh, Ur- that one might be like secretly, I guess, from, you know, a North American viewpoint, like secretly really baller. It's one of those Uruguays <laughs> to to say something silly. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that it's like a pretty stable, modern country. But yeah, I think Venezuela is probably a no-go for uh, political reasons at the moment. Yeah, even though gas is like 19 cents a gallon. Just do the road trip, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And then that brings us to Girl in Australia. I feel like um, it's good to see like a top-tier team going on a big trip. Although I don't really remember a whole lot from the video. It's funny. It's like they went, you know, they, they flew 18 hours to do single clip ledge tricks, mm-hmm. which is not, it's kind of withering, a withering statement. They were cool looking, but, you know, it's, it's, they aren't exactly the girl trip videos of yore when it was Aaron Meza and like Costin Carroll and Rick Howard, like doing incredibly hard to very basic tricks and looking amazing at it at skate parks like you know what i almost think this that that video the girl video in australia needed more like just demo clips like there's something fun about seeing people you know figure out something to do at a random park as opposed to a single clip ledge trick that's interesting the demo footage does kind of symbolize like you you know you can't try a trick for three hours at a demo you gotta land it in a couple tries Right. So it kind of implies that whoever did that trick, they they've got it pretty good. That's probably why they brought McCrank, the demo killer. And that guy's been a demo killer for a minute. Yeah, I thought this video was was you know pretty solid. It was good to see some Neil Bennett footage. He's definitely the best dude on that team. Hmm. Um, yeah, Griffin, Griffin. Uh, he's better than as good as Rowan Davis is. New pro reason they went to Australia. Niels, Niles, we don't know how to say his name, Bennett. He frontside tail slid on a vert ramp, which is also like a great girl in chocolate like tradition in terms of, oh, yep, these dudes can do it all. Right. Yeah, Ro- yeah Rowan Davis is, is super sick. Like He's definitely like the prodigy, you know. But uh, Neil, <clears throat> based on the last video party he did, he's like one of the best dudes out like entering his prime and all that shit. That one ledge spot where it was like a super long ledge and like I don't know who it was Tyler Pacheco did like a no slide nollie flip out. It's like the best ledge I've ever seen, dude. Like it might be down, so it might not be like a hangout spot because it's kind of like downhill. But damn, if that ledge was in my town, like I'd never leave. Is that the one where like the ends are kind of rounded? Oh no, that's um that's that one plaza that they all skate. No, it was like in kind of towards the beginning. It's like a not it's like a squared off ledge. Mm-hmm. I think Tyler Rochego does like a no side knife about. But yeah, a good spot for in Australia too, damn. Yeah, Australia's got it for as far as terrain goes, for sure. I like it that Australia is kind of like distinctively Australia too. There there were some older there's uh ah, what's his name? Ponytail. He's really good but kind of controversial as a guy who rides for girl. 
You can't play some shit. Ponytail? Room for Girl with a Ponytail? Yeah. Contra- Kenny Anderson? The, the, no, the, the hippie kid who's on there right now who's in that video. Oh, Simon. Simon Bannero or whatever his name is. Yeah. He's I, controversial? I, How is he controversial? Seems like a, uh, like a good may, kid. Maybe he's... Maybe he's just controversial in my circles for, you know, being kind of hippie, transition, he can do everything and probably can do everything really well and could do like an all-ledge part really well. No, he, um, where was I even going with this? Um, in the credits of the video, he has like a long crooked grind at a, at a ledge spot. Basically, I was trying to say that Australia is pretty distinctively Australia a lot of times, especially with like downhill plazas, like pedestrian plazas. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, like that one that's in like every video from 2000 to 2005. Yeah, right. like um, Mark Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. The three sets of three. Yep, cab kickflip. There was a ledge spot in front of a very capital-looking building that did not look like Australia. There, there's the there's the end of that thought. All right, we Australia looks rad to skate. That's that's what I'm standing here for saying to you guys. Agreed. Um, where else looked rad to skate? Jason, I see you got a little something on your list. Oh yeah, Oslo. Yeah, I think that that was um, based on that one Tiago and Friends edit. I don't know. It just seems like Euro Ledge, like the mecca of Euro Ledgeness. They're all like you know super like gray. Euroed out, like really, like um, Scandinavian looking. I don't know, it just looks sick. Yeah, um, not too, not too skated up. Yeah, also looks sick. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like pretty far north, so winter's very long, cold, oh, and dark, yeah. and then summer's very uh, long, or the days are very long. Uh, Mike, you got any uh, dream skate destinations? I will say that Oslo, with the rest of Europe, is um, there's an ocean current that actually goes up into like the what North sea kind of around great Britain and warms them up. So they're a lot further North than we are here in Minnesota, but like, I think their winters are actually more chill for the record, not to like be like whose winter is worse, you know? Wait, I think, I think that's, you got it twisted. Cause I'm pretty sure that the, the ocean current convection cells, if I remember, uh, Earth science, they go clockwise, so west coast of Europe gets all the cold water from the north, whereas east coast in America gets all the warm water from like the tropics and stuff. So I looked it up. You might have heard me typing. It's the Gulf Stream, which is like such a simple name that I couldn't think of it. And yeah, it actually it comes up out of the Caribbean goes up the east coast of the americas over the north of Amer- or excuse me over the north atlantic through i should say and then goes up to iceland keeps that place pretty temperate for what it's worth for its latitude and then goes up into the north sea and the baltic onto like kind of the coast of france and uh so we're both right templeton there we go but yeah i think uh, minnesota is probably colder for just the fact that it's like a continental zone you know thousands of miles away from the sea for moderating forces um i want to go back to mexico city because that gx 1000 video you know i went there a couple of years ago and skated a bunch and we skated plazas and we skated little weird little like street hits like tiny spots and those dudes again 
we're in the cuts, like up in the mountains, kind of where you know there's hills. Those dudes just love their hills. And I think I should note that that last kind of I don't know any of their names because GX one thousand is like a collective as opposed to individuals. But Omi drops off the sign onto what looks like that textured concrete where mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm looking and it's like two inch squares and then a rut and it's like that down that entire hill and he eats shit and then does it again for some reason that was incredible yeah and then he makes it i think that was sean green i only That's know that because i like just watched the video i read the i read the article too word yeah those those dudes are maniacs yeah i mean that's in terms of like anxiety inducing like you said just uh being gnarly uh, yeah they're up there by the way, what, what's the what's the reason for those like weird like ruts in like every street? My my guess when I when I see that stuff, I always think it's for traction. Yeah, because the hills are so oh, steep. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, some our traffic engineering audience can probably <laughs> tell us uh, more specifically what's up with that. I, I should add one more GX thought is that the opening clip again. Not sure who it is. And now I don't even remember what the trick was to start it, but he power slides so far. The very first power slide is so long. It's like three seconds. And I have dreams about where I'm pretty sure I'm testing out like prototype Spitfire wheels and I power slide like a thousand feet. But the guy power sliding in that opening clip is the shit I dream about because that feels so cool. Yeah, I'll have to go back and check that out. Yeah, a long power slide feels so good. I've never gone that long, of course, but when it just goes a little bit longer than normal, man, feels real good. I'm thinking that that like Mexico City asphalt is just kind of like, well, a asphalt. I mean, they were doing really long slides on cement too, but I don't know, man. There's like some sheen, like some oil, some you know, just like effluence that's on there, and those dudes were power sliding like like crazy. That's it. Yeah. Good shit. Uh, you want to finish it off and talk about some of these recent contests? What we got? We got yeah, like like the Bunt Jam. Yeah, Bunt Jam number one probably. What did you think of this year's setup? You got the the barn quarter pipe and the freaking kicker to field goal. Yeah, the barn. Um, the barn was cool. Uh, anything involving fire, power Texas is cool. I, I was thinking they were gonna get like an actual barn because like there used to be a mini ramp here in Richmond called the barn ramp, which was not like a real barn on the country. It was like you know in the city like a little barn. Mm-hmm. I thought they were gonna get like an actual barn with a ramp and like set it on fire, and whoever was able to skate the longest won. Next year. Yeah, maybe next year. But uh, yeah, I, I like the field goal thing. I like all like you know the sports uh, references and whatnot. I don't know why we weren't invited, though. Like, I guess maybe next year. I mean, there's four of us. I mean, fuck. How, how would our yeah. team do? I, I'll, I'll say that when I would play basketball in gym class, they made a rule that everyone had to touch the ball before you could score, specifically aimed at me because I was happy to just kind of like... Chuck. Be on the sidelines and uh, not not really participate. Oh, not participate. Um. Yeah, dude, like, I used to coach. Like, I coached my kids' rec team. And when I was watching, as I was watching this video, by the way, I thought the 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 basketball action was way more compelling than the skate action. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I skipped <laughs> but, ahead. 
I was thinking about plays that I would do like, oh, I would like set a screen here, do like the, you know, get do the old give and go here, do like the old Kevin McHale up and under here. So I would definitely draw up like three or four plays. You know, I could be like a player coach. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, I started watching that because my homies Tim Fulton, Davis Torgerson were on Team Real. Very proud of those guys for showing out there. I think Tim hit a hit a game winner. I mean, friend of the pod. He's been on both those dudes have been on the podcast. Indeed. Um, I think Davis was pro again for a little bit because he played in that basketball game. But um, yeah, uh, I would actually draft another friend, Chad Benson, who he's like he's like a solid six foot, can like you know hit hit just like stand up jumpers from anywhere. Yeah, you have him setting picks on some of those skinny ass skaters. Like, yeah, basically it's like a pick and roll with Chad. Like, he knocks these dudes off their rockers, then you hit him and he pick and pops for like a shorty or something. <laughs> now I'm just making up basketball terms. He'd he'd kill it though. Yeah, I thought um, just some other impressions. Uh, Jake Johnson is a menace on the basketball court. I heard he might have stuffed someone four times in the <laughs> game. Not to name names this time around. And uh, the homie Zach Baker is, you know, killing it down in the low post. So, yeah, there's some uh, some ballers out there. What can you say? Is Zach Baker the one that did the write-up for quarter snacks? That's right. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not a sportsman, but uh, I thought that was a really good read. You know who else is um, – this is very off, off, off the – off-topic – or on topic, but way out of left field to mix sports. Sam McGuire, photographer, that dude as as like your offensive rebounding center, bigger than anyone, everyone, wide body, long arms. He's gonna he's gonna get everything. Yeah, I they could see it. Sam's a big cleaner. dude, like tall yeah. and strong. I'd be intimidated Fuerte. to go against him. Yeah. Did they, did they have subs? I don't think they had subs. I think it was just four on four. Was it four? That's that's the odd number. I thought no, it was I, three on I, three. Oh, so it was three had, on three, but they had the one one sub. Okay. I want to know if Zion Wright was like Zion Williamson on the floor. <laughs> he seems like he could like move some fools. You know, he's got that body mass to just like get what he wants. Yeah, he was uh he was making he had some moves. He was draining you know some from a uh, long range. That guy's just like a natural athlete. I think. I think anything he wanted to do, he could do. Like if he wanted to be like a, a running back for like you know, Florida State, he could have, you know. Yeah, I always thought that he had more of like a football player's build than a basketball build. But yeah, probably just can excel at whatever he puts his mind to. Well, in addition to the Bunt Jam, there was uh, X Games Real Street at Rencon, and I guess there's going to be an actual X Games contest this weekend, but we have no idea what They're what still the doing those? Yeah, it seems, seems they are. Like in, a, like in some warehouse somewhere or something? This one looked like an outdoor course. I've seen some stuff like on Instagram. It uh, seems like there's gonna there's gonna be a vert contest, which I think is cool. No, and it's park shit. Um, and at the X Games event, that's there's like a jacuzzi in the middle of uh, Bank. <laughs> that's Bank. where that came. from. Oh yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Oh, that's the X Games. Oh I damn, it is. And there's a curved like a half moon curved rail Euro gap type setup, which looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean the X. It, I thought, like, wasn't ESPN into saving money or whatever? Like, y'all remember all those layoffs that they did at ESPN, like, on June 30th? Mm-hmm. Jeff Van like, Gundy, man. 
Yeah, Jeff, I, I, I kind of wish, you know, they had just laid off the X Games instead of Jalen Rose, Jeff Van Gundy, and all those people. But well, I think I they know. sold it's off the X Games. The X Games is owned by... Oh, yeah, it's, some, not, through, uh, it's not through ESPN anymore? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some kind of, like, TV carriage or some, some kind of deal with that, but, like, the X Games brand is owned by, like, a venture capital firm or whatever. Oh, venture capital is great for business. Yeah. <laughs> great for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great for the X Games. Well, well, I hope they're making a lot of money now. Well, I'm, sure I'm wondering, not. like, okay, <laughs> some venture capitalists. Well, they 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 had the most. It was I I don't know. I watched a clip. I'd seen some clips on Instagram of them skating Rincon, Rincon, oh, Rincon, Rincon. Um, it's a very trans world ass spot to put it. Also, a 2006 ass place to put it. Like. <laughs> Evidently, they've got skaters in in the mix to come up with that because I don't know why else you'd do it. Yeah, I don't know. I Dylan Jabe did a frontside flip over it. Gary Rogers, Gary Rogers, who emceed both X Games and the Bunt Jam. Like, hope he's getting paid well for that. But wait, Gary Rogers also emceed some like Red Bull thing in fucking Rotterdam. What the fuck, dude? He's wait, like, getting what, paid. Like, uh... Like, like I want to know what announcing gigs he's turning down. I don't think he's turning down no. any announcing gigs. <laughs> and like, I, 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 I was thinking, like, dude, he, he needs to chill, like, be a little bit more of like a staid kind of announcer. But he actually <laughs> should like rip his shirt off next time. <laughs> he was, that would be he sick. was basically doing that. Like, he was doing everything but at like the. He was like so hyped. I've like never what? seen a human being that excited. Well, what's crazy is he was also playing basketball on Team Thrasher at Bunk Jam. So he's not just the announcer, but our participant. Yeah, that's crazy. But, um, oh, shout oh, back to the, the Rancon. Shout out Chris Weimer from Virginia Beach. Again, another Virginian in the mix this week. It's a very Virginia episode. He didn't, he didn't win, though. I think, uh, Mike, it was your boy Alec Majeris. Isn't he from Minnesota or something? He's from uh, Rochester, a.k.a. Butt Town, is what <laughs> dudes call it. But he owns a house down there. Ale- Alex is doing well. Yeah, that, wait, was, yeah, kickflip nose grind. That's pretty jacked. Damn, kickflip nose grind on the Rincon rail? That's insane. Uh, it said Rincon. Rincon. I actually didn't, didn't watch any of the coverage other than just whatever kind of crept into my Instagram feed. It, are, is that how they were... Uh, saying the name on in the live no stream? i don't know i don't yeah, know we're just, but i i think it's it, it's spanish or something rincon no. yeah i don't know if there's an enya in there but i don't think it's french that wouldn't really make sense it's probably like like uh, mexican or spanish you know in origin yeah it, so so up here in minnesota we got a a, a city called montevideo <laughs> and i think i think i've brought this up on on here before but there's also New Prague, <laughs> New Prague, like New Prague, P-R-A-G-U-E. Yeah, New wow. Prague. So uh, maybe maybe if we were in Minnesota, we get Rinkin. Going to Rinkin, Minnesota. Rinkin, you betcha. You do. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there's a couple other contests: the Helsinki Hell Ride and this Pier Parade uh, contest, which was something small, but they had an ice hubba, which I thought was noteworthy and pretty cool. Skating ice is chill. Indeed it is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I, I do think, I think the Helsinki one, I was watching it, and there's a little bit, 
there's a there's a line where I'm like, all right, some basic tricks are gonna go down, and a lot of people are gonna eat shit. And sometimes it seems like the intent of these things is that a lot of people are gonna eat shit. And I'm less inclined to think that's rad. Yeah, I think there needs to be a like a mix. You know, there needs to be some interesting shit and some shit that some people are gonna eat shit on. But it can't all just be things that most people are going to get hurt on. Like the when main I, event of the Helsinki Hell Ride is like that hill bomb through a park where like nobody can make the corner. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's whack, dude. I'm not down with that. Just to see people like eat shit or whatever. Right. Like you run into each other. Nah. Cannot Huge condone. dismissal. I, I, I like the extra audio. Not not even just the vocal audio, but the you like lean back in your chair, Jason. <laughs> I think I did. I'm not even sitting in a chair, but I leaned back. <laughs> I was like, "Well, uh, I'll I'll leave it at uh, one thing about the peer parade that I was stoked on, and that's this is how we're gonna uh, wrap things up. Is I was stoked to see Nassim Gomez, uh, fucking skateboard killer, back on the scene. Yeah, that's that's how I saw that um, that Red Bull thing in Rotterdam because he was in that mm-hmm. big comeback. Yeah, on the comeback trail. Love to see it. Stoked to see it. Uh, which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Well, a bunch of the GX dudes are on venture, and as always, I'm stoked on adventure trucks out of San Francisco, California. Stoked on a uh, a DIY venue here in Richmond called the Warehouse. I went to a show on July 3rd. Seems like a million years ago, but uh, it was. Couple bands like was like Killing Pace, uh, Gridiron, who's fucking awesome, and um, Never Ending Game from Detroit, who's also fucking awesome. I don't know, dude. It's just tight to have a space like that in Richmond because I know they didn't have one when I was a kid. And also stoked on Brian Alborenga's latest part called UU. Um, he has a single trick no slide, so you know it's 100 my wheelhouse. Also stoked on a little collaboration that I thought was really cool between. Uh, 35th North skate shop in Seattle and the Mariners. Like they had this deal where they had like a demo, like on the roof or something somewhere in the stadium, the quarter pipe that this deal where like, it's like 50 bucks. You got like a ticket to the game and a free deck. It's like a Mariners X 35th North deck. I don't know. It was super sick. I wish other teams would do shit like this. Like uh, the Mets. It would be like a, uh, like a Mets bronze collab i think that'd be really on brand for uh for uh browns but uh anyway that was sick mike what are you stoked on this week i am stoked on just high summer like this is this is pretty much my favorite time of the year when there's no nba there's no new television it's pretty hot everywhere so i wish it were a little less hot it's not super hot in minnesota right now it's probably gonna be very soon but I like the slow, just high summerness until you know you get into middle August and things start to p- pick up again. Skating an old spot that was new to me today, just like a school spot in Minneapolis this morning that was pretty fun. A little bank to ledge that was really cool. Stoked on that. Stoked on skating flat ground with my friends. It's been like a motivating factor lately. Someone's like, oh, kickflip and fakie flip. And then it's like nolly flip and switch flip, so on. I need motivation to skate flat ground. I'm going to I'm gonna dork around on a quarter pipe or something unless I'm 
getting pushed to do something. And I will claim this is a uh, you know small sample size theater, of course, but I don't think I've missed a Nolly heel flip on flat in the month of July. I've maybe done six of them. Or twelve of them, and many were bad. But I think you I, just you just jinxed yourself. <laughs> I for sure did. Yeah, I'm missing like the next eighty-seven, but it was fun while it lasted. It's like yeah. um, it's like when someone's pitching a no-hitter, like no one talks about it. Oh yeah, it's like oh Jimmy Butler's eleven for you know eleven for eleven on free throws. Yeah, as he's going yeah. to the free yeah. throw yeah. line in the fourth. Templeton Elliott, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on 2001 Magazine, 2001 Magazine, uh, specifically an article from issue four. It's about iconic videos from 20 years ago, and they, they talk about five different videos, four of which I've got my name in the credits, so that feels pretty cool, even though, like, you know, in some of those videos, I maybe filmed, like, one, one clip, maybe, but still, just to, like, have been around for those things and played a tiny little part in them, it feels pretty cool, and it's cool to read uh interviews with the people that made those videos so definitely check out 2001 magazine a really beautiful magazine as mike uh, mentioned before it's like massive and the photos look really cool and it's uh yeah like i haven't really looked at a print magazine in a long time and it is kind of a different experience so go go get 2001 magazine i will just repeat what i'd said and what you said it's extremely cool 2001 totally that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter, same handle, at MMunzenRider, Twitter for life. Jason, where can the people find you on the internet? Instagram at FrozenCarbonite, Twitter at Carbonite1994, and writing stuff for CourseNext.com. Uh, working on it, was working on some stuff uh, today, in fact. So it should be out sometime this quarter. Templeton, where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at MostlySkateboarding and on Twitter at MostlySkate. We will see you guys next week. Later. You better pray when you see me put that nine up in that pussy hoe. Cock it back slow, rock it back and forth, wait for the nut, then let my trigger go. Boom, pussy guts all over the room. If you ain't seen it, then you're fiending for that meaning of that Nina of doom. Two inches in and a four inches out your back. That nigga that packed that gat and hit that in those sack. It's like that. Cannabis sativa got me stuck on stunt. Who all it take is a weight, a fat green butt blunt and a stunt. Cause it's that nigga that worked them nigga deep and block creep and witness murder, baby kill us. Once it'll make you vomit Guts in the mama's baby Nuts in the bottle Maybe it's coming But yeah, just keep fucking us I can't keep it coming With the drama Pop is baby killer season Put six in the clip Put it up that clip And watch them babies' brains Drip at that fetus Bleed is that nigga That kill him up Fill him up full For that sick reason Season of the sickness Brooding got me tripping So no reason That's what daddy's bringing home For supper Nigga that's in Got some slides And you and me Motherfucker Now eat Cause daddy's working hard When you come up Killers run around every day That's why I'm hard For you nigga with daddy's bringing home for supper Nigga nothing got some sides for you and me Motherfucker, now eat Cause daddy's working hard for you killer Killers run around every day, that's why I'm hard for you nigga As I creep, picture every human that I seek Slaps a human meat cause my kids gotta eat Our lips kinda deep, dark, up in the cut Where niggas load nines and 
off the neck. I'm peeling off the skin for some bacon fried croquette. Baby villain spine, that baby killing mine. A fifth pint of gin, cause I know I'm doing time. So catch me now before I do my next crime. My kids gotta eat somebody's babies on the line, nigga. Guess what daddy's bringing home for supper? Nigga, that thing got some slaps of human meat, motherfucker.